You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Quick scoreboard at the top of the hour here on 98.7 in the Meadowlands. Little rain starting to fall there. Giants and Patriots tied at 7. Patriots were just awful in this game. (laughs) The first half. Four punts and two interceptions. That's what the Patriots looked like in the first half. But then... In the third quarter, well, they made some changes. They went on a nice long drive. Ate up some clock. Ran the ball. Mac Jones didn't turn it over. It's amazing, right? 11-play, 60-yard drive. Lasted almost seven minutes. That evens up the game. Giants got the ball back and now had to punt after Tommy DeVito was sacked on third down. So Giants and Patriots in the Meadowlands tied at seven apiece. In the third quarter, Falcons holding a 14-9 lead over the New Orleans Saints. Also in the third quarter, Steelers now with a 10-7 lead over the Cincinnati Bengals. Titans 17-10 over the Panthers, as we told you. Panthers with a touchdown to cut into that lead. And it is the Bucks trailing the Colts by the score of 20 to 10. Gardner Minshew, eh, 177 yards passing and a pick. And, uh, oh, by the way, Texans have now passed the Jaguars with a score of 14 to 13. Once again, we'll, get you, we'll keep you updated on the 1 o'clock games and we'll start to turn to the 4 o'clock matchups couple of interesting ones that I will be checking out, and that is obviously the 425 game, which is the Kansas City and Vegas, and that's my number two 4 o'clock game. My number one 4 o'clock game will be the Bills and the Eagles, Ravens and Chargers tonight in Sunday night football. All right, let's head back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. As I mentioned, also via X, formerly Twitter, at Hardest ESPN, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Ira is in Staten Island. Ira, you're next on the drive. Hey, Larry, good to hear you. And uh, it's amazing. I'm listening to you, and I'm watching the Pats play. And even though it's a deadlock at 7-7, you, t- you see two well-coached football teams, which leads me to the conversation you have. It's amazing how Rodgers is going to – hold this franchise hostage while I believe some changes need to be made and probably nothing will get done because you don't want to ruffle the feathers with Aaron Rodgers. And the other thing is over the summer, you and I spoke and you were a little more um, felt that way than I did, but I agreed with you that the Jets have to show they could stop the run. And it's amazing as well as the defense has played they can't stop the run. Nope. It, it's hard to believe. I, I just nope. don't get it. And the injury loss, and I can't think of the player's name off the top of my head, but he was at oh, least. Al Woods. Yeah, Al, Al Woods. Woods at least. Thank you, Ira. Al Woods at least was the guy that slowed it down. But since he's been gone, they've, they've not been able to stop the run. And, you know, we, we talk about it, and it's, you know, we five wides, Ira, or slot, and, you know, pony, and all this, all these, all these other different, you know, lineups that we have for offense. It's still really about balance in some sense. It's about running the football. And what and it was evident against Miami because what Miami did on first and second down, they got five, six yards, Ira. So so the third down was third and two, third and three. How are you getting off the field on third and two, third and three? 
You're not. You're not. And 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 it's amazing. Two years in a row. You know, different circumstances. Seven and four, four and three, and and with the playoffs, right, right, you could touch it, and they can't win ball games. And and I I know what this year would. You know, you could make all the excuses you want. At the end of the day, it's still a bad reflection. The, the, the discipline on this team and the mistakes and the, the personal foul penalties and the false snaps, it, it's just such a bad reflection in the coaching staff. And I don't see where anything's going to change with that. This is the third year in the books. Well, but here's the thing, Ira, and, and you'll, you'll let's see what you think. This is, this is going to be, if they continue on this path, okay, because I don't see how it changes because they don't score. So if they continue on this path, Ira, you're telling me that you're bringing everybody back? Ira, if they finish with four or five wins, everybody can't come back. Whether whether Rodgers wants it or not, everybody cannot come back. They can't. No, I, I, I agree with you. And, and I, I would make the changes. I'd, I'd, make, I'd make major changes. I'm not name, naming names, but you could figure it out mm-hmm. on both co- coaching and personnel side. Mm-hmm. But I, I just... I, I think Woody is just so enamored with Rodgers. I, I think he's going to go in that direction because I think he'll be afraid to lose him. Well, I'll say this, Iron, and thanks for the phone call. They're in a position right now where even Aaron Rodgers has to remember the main reason he came here. Okay, and the main reason he came here was because he felt, A, he wanted to get out of Green Bay. That's number one. But number two, he felt that this Jet team, with their defense and just some what he could bring to them offensively, would be a team that could get to the postseason and, and ultimately win the, win the chip. But he's, he sees he's not dumb. He's a football guy. He knows. He sees what happens. This team is not a Super Bowl team. It's not. If he was here, if he was playing, this team is not a Super Bowl team. Now, would they have some more wins? Probably, I would think so. I would hope so. (laughs) Okay. Would they, but with the offensive line, I mean, as we got closer to the regular season, even he made comments about the offensive line. Well, you know, Wayne Brown, will he be able to be back? Will he stay healthy? Makai Beckton, will he be able to stay healthy? Even he made, made mention of this. So as a person that really is, is, for me, has an eye on his legacy to the point of, if I can come to the Jets, a team that struggled, a team that people have laughed at, if I can come here and teach them how to win and get them to either Super Bowl or game within the Super Bowl or Super Bowl contention, what does that say for me? How does that heighten what I've been able to do as a two-time MVP and Super Bowl champion? That I left Green Bay, who we can argue is a really consistently run franchise of success. Okay. They've had sustainable success. They haven't had the Super Bowl championships that possibly they should have, but they've been in it for the most part. They've been a a couple of years, obviously where they weren't, but
but they, for the most part, they've been consistent. When you talk at the start of the season, Green Bay is in the conversation for getting to the postseason and going on a postseason run. And if everything goes well with Aaron Rodgers, they can win the championship. Okay, it, it, it's clear. Calvin Ridley and the Jaguars respond. They now take back the lead. 20, it was 19-14, extra point uh, pending. All right, so that's that's what it's been. So he knows. He's got to understand. If changes need to be made, then changes have to be made. And I know, and, and much like Ira, we know who, I know who you guys want to see gone. <laughs> it's clear to me. And yeah, one of them are the guys that he wanted to be here. Okay, but let, let's let's look at this a little bit. Even he has shaken his head at some of the play calling. We saw it in preseason. We've seen it on the sidelines. Jaguars went for two, so they're up now 21-14. Two-point conversion good. All right, so even he has not been enamored with some of the play calling here from Nathaniel Hackett. Mattson Winters, what's up, Matt? How you doing, Larry? Thanks. How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. You, know, you got it. One thing, I think, one thing I think that really gets lost in this whole situation is the fact that Zach Wilson, and then I got two points to make, Zach Wilson's cap hit, if they had let him go at any point this year, was $20 million in dead cap money. And that kept them from going after guys like I don't know, Ben Jones, Luan, uh, Lyle Collins. There was help on the offensive line to be had. But I, I think this is the dead cap money. And, and it's not just that. I mean, they're paying Barrios $3 million. They're paying Morstead, uh, was it, $2 million in dead cap money because they had to cut him to make room for Danzel Smart on the roster in the beginning of the year. I, I think that that situation, you know, all this dead money, and you're always going to have some, but they really need to clean that up. I think a mistakes that you know really joe douglas needs to be held accountable for and then more importantly all right matt you're breaking up call me back i can't you've just lost you there but it's it's a great point these are the things where you have really good run franchises and franchises that struggle and yeah, of course, you always have, and, and you know, Matt's right, you always have, dead, there's always dead cap money in there. It's just you try to minimize it as much as possible. You do, you try. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers gave you some money to try to get some things squared away. But it just didn't work out. So these are the reasons why, and this is not really a, a situation that, going back to why these local football teams are in the situation they're in, This is not a Joe Shane situation. This is a situation left by the previous folks that left the Giants in the situation that they're in. And these are the things, these are the little things that cause you to have issues. Hey, the Michael Show holiday party returns on Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island. They're going to have plenty of giveaways for fans in attendance, including ticket packages from the Jets, Knicks, Rangers, and Islanders, plus special guest appearances by Amani Toomer, Rick DiApo, Rick DiPietro, and many more. So mark your advent calendars and get ready to spread some cheer at the Michael K. Show Holiday Party, Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island. Brought to you by the New York Islanders, Jake's 58 Casino Hotel, Yingling, 
traditional yager and flight by Yingling. The perfect beers for the holiday season. Security Dodge, visit securitydodge.com and come get some selection. And benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Giants and Pats still tied at seven in the Meadowlands. Jose's in Brooklyn. Jose joins us next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Jose. Hey, good afternoon, Larry. Shout out to the company and hello to Chantel and everyone else. I just wanted to chime in on both, you know, tragic, you know, situations that happen in in New York football because we didn't expect the season to be this early so quickly, but um, it kind of goes that way. Um, With the Giants, it it, it is kind of hysterical because I'm one of those that I just can't give them a pass because they're the gold standard. They're one of those original franchises, and, you know, when we talk about, you know, their history and their championships, it's compared with the Steelers, the Cowboys, and all those other, you know, winning great franchises. So to see, you know, uh, what I think is kind of – uh, almost an unprofessional tactic from Brian Dayball because he, he, I guess since he got away with it with Daniel Jones last year, which is, you know, undressing people and to hear that he actually allowed the player to lead a team meeting and, do, and, 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 you know, uh, give feedback on the defense rather than the defensive coordinator. I think, I, I think that that story is a little hilarious from that standpoint. And for the Jets, you, you know, what's sad about this, Larry, we all know what the smart thing to do is. We all know what they should be doing as a well-run, organized um, football franchise should do because we've seen other winning franchises actually do those decision-making and make the tough calls. But when you see the Jets, you kind of know it's not going to happen that way. They're going to kind of double down on this situation and in being all in for Aaron Rodgers. And it's going to be a situation where it is going to hamstring us in the future because we're not going to have that many assets if we do make that trade for a Devontae Adams or if we do get, you know, a few offensive linemen in here. It's just it, the, what, what this, what this offseason has done, it's shown – you know, how much we have given up to get Aaron Rodgers here because the players that he has, they, they stink. Like, like we, we knew this from the very beginning. Corey Davis is way better than Alan Lazard. And the fact that he retired, he looked at his bank account and was just like, you know what? I'm not going to go out there and subject myself to being lower on the depth chart for a guy that stinks just because he's Aaron's boy. So he was just, so he, 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 he retired right before the season started and good thing he did because this would have been a nightmarish situation for him to play out his last year of his contract. So I just wanted to bring that point out there for you, Larry, and thank you for allowing me to vent on my favorite teams in New York Jets. <laughs> All right, Jose, thanks for checking in. But so, but the question begs: Why can't they make the right decision? Why can't the Jets make make the right decision? Why haven't the Giants been able to make the right decision? All I've heard, all I've been told from years in, in, in being blessed to be in this business, it's a copycat league. NFL's a copycat league. NBA's a copycat league. And Major League Baseball's a copycat league. As long as whoever wins, we all find that and we all copy that. Well, how come they have how come the local teams haven't copied it? How come the local teams haven't seen how other teams have built their situations? 
and gotten better. And they haven't copied it. Now, obviously, you can't do it exactly because everybody's situation is not the same. You don't have the same talent of quarterback. You don't have the same talent of, of, in, in front office. You may not have the same experience as a head coach. But there's certain fundamental things that teams that have been successful have done. Well, why haven't these local teams done that? Why haven't they copied the good things that other teams have done to move on to where they've, they've been successful, to have that sustainable, sustainable success? Because unfortunately, a lot of what these teams have done is pick the right quarterback. Yeah, there's other things. Yeah, you have to get the right coaching staff. And yes, you have to get the right players to surround the player. And yes, you, there's other things you have to do. Obviously, it's not that easy. Okay? Mike Evans has just scored a touchdown for Tampa Bay. They've cut the lead now 2016 to the Colts. Extra point pending. So, that's the question. And unfortunately for the Jets, it begins with the quarterback. They haven't found him yet. And get this. There's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the National Football League. They're not the only team with a bad quarterback. They're the only team with a really bad quarterback. But they're not the only team with a bad quarterback. There's bad quarterback play throughout the NFL. So they are by no means the only team that's struggling at quarterback. But they struggle at quarterback. They struggle offensive line. They struggle with a bunch of different things. And really, the only really other than maybe a week or two or a couple of plays during the season, the only thing that has been more consistent than the defense for the Jets has been special teams. Pittsburgh with a field goal. They now lead 13-7. Eight minutes left to go in the fourth. In the, yeah, in the fourth. So this is this is the question that you have. As a fan of either the Jets or Giants, you want to know, how come this team can't duplicate the teams that have, that have success? Why don't you, the little things that they do? You watch their moves. You see the, thing, you see the people they draft. You see the people they pick up off the waiver wire. You see the people they trade for. What is the identity of your teams? And right now, really, for both local teams, the identity is their defense. Because that's what's, that's what's helping them to stay in games. But why does everybody, not everybody, I'm hyperbolic. Why, why does it seem like most of the NFL has more inventive and entertaining offenses than the Jets and Giants? Why? And Dable's an offensive guy. And no, I get you don't have Josh Allen. Believe me, I understand that. But even last season, the offense wasn't great. They were doing just enough to win, and that's okay. And that's why going back to the original conversation that we had here on the drive and, you know, why are we in this situation? How do we change it? Well, the Giants are in a better spot because now, that, listen, <laughs> we thought we were ahead. We're, we're not where we need to be. Let's go out. We got to get some more weapons. We got to get some more offensive players. We may have to find another quarterback. And the Jets are in that same spot. They both need wholesale changes. And so, Jose, yes, the Giants have been the gold standard. Yes, they, they, it's always been how the Giants were run. But, you know, a lot of that was foundational from Ernie Acorsi, who set forth the foundation. 
Mac Jones with another turnover. Bill Belichick's right. It's his third interception of the day. Zappy, I'm sorry. That's right, because they benched Mac Jones. Thank you, Julian. I just saw a pick, and I knew it was Mac Jones. <laughs> Billy Zappy with the turnover, so now the Giants will have a chance to uh, deepen New England territory. The Giants will have a chance to get on the scoreboard. We'll get your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. We've got Indianapolis holding on to a 2017 lead over Tampa Bay. Ryder to Robinson in in the Atlanta Falcon game. What a pass from Desmond Desmond Ryder to Bajan Robinson. Being blitzed off his back foot, tosses a spiral in the air, gives them enough to go to for uh, Ryder to run under right into the end zone and through a beautiful, beautiful play. Beautiful play. Why don't we see that here? Back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Raymond's in the Bronx. Raymond, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry, how are you? What's up, Raymond? Okay, so um, I'm a diehard. I wanted to flip the script around here a little bit somewhere else. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a Dallas Cowboy for many years. Mm-hmm. I'm 60 years old. I go back way back when they when they won a couple of championships. So anyway, okay. I have two questions for you. And I'd like to hear your opinion. Mm-hmm. So do you think Dak Prescott should be in the conversation as far as this year to be uh, an MVP? Do you feel like is he should be in the conversation? Um, no. But but no? he's right on the outside of it. No, I don't think. Uh, no, not MVP. Okay. But he, but he's but now, he's right on the outside. He's playing better than he has been. I will give him right. credit for that. He's he's. This okay. has been a good year for question, him. Do you do you believe there's hope they could probably go to the Super Bowl this year? I mean, you, what do you think? I mean, do you think there's a there's a chance? I mean, I feel like there is. Raymond, there's always a chance. Thanks for the phone call. There's always a chance. Uh, here's my hesitation for you, my friend. After seeing how they were dominated by Frisco, and I and I get that they're not playing that way, they're playing better. But after see, and Frisco has come back to the pack a little bit. Uh, but seeing how they played against Frisco and seeing how Philly is right now, it, it's going. It, it's I can't say that I see them as a Super Bowl contender. Do they have a chance? Absolutely, absolutely. But I are, are they? Do I have confidence that they could? beat either Philly or Frisco? I don't know. I'm not there yet. Defense is great. Defense is great. But from the offensive side, I'm I'm just, I'm not there. I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm not ready to do that yet. Jacksonville with a field goal has increased their lead 24-14 over Houston. Back to the phones we go. Sal is in Brooklyn. What's up, Sal? Larry, what's going on, my good man? How are you? I'm doing great, Sal. What's happening? Excellent, man. Always good to hear that. Hey, you know, unfortunately, you and I, we've been following this team forever with this <laughs> yeah. Jet squad. And and the one thing that they've proven is inconsistency. And even now, for example, I mean, everybody's ready to beat up Salah. Uh, the, the guilty party, they just didn't want to swallow the bullet and just realize that a guy like you, a guy like me that could see football very simple in the street. If you played street football, if you knew a kid stunk, he stunk. They stuck with Wilson because he's a number two pick and we have to prove ourselves right. So the GM, listen, just cut ties and let him go. 
but then the owner now to bring in Rogers, and all you're doing is making a big stew. It's like a jambalaya, man. Instead of just being consistent with what you started, and what you started was building a good team. It's not a quarterback don't make the team. It's the team that makes the quarterback. Kansas City was good with Smith until they got their quarterback. San Francisco's a solid team who makes Brock Purdy look good. You need to build a team, and this Jet squad always just looks for that QB. And they started something in building a team, and then they they always fall off, whether it was Brett Favre, whether it was with Testaverde, and now it's with Rodgers. And, I, you know, I get frustrated as a fan. We're following them forever, but they constantly fall into that same issue of, well, this is the guy that's going to take us over the edge because even though the team is somewhat good, this guy's going to carry us over even further. It don't work like that, man. And every time they get in that position of starting to build something, and last year, for example, you get a head coach who brings in his offensive coordinator, but then get rid of him because he can't make Zach Wilson good. Zach Wilson can't make anybody good. Cut ties, let it go, and continue building a team. And then the quarterback will fall on your lap. And then before you know it, you can have 10, 12 years of us at least being proud of a team that's out there every year with a chance, not knowing once you're down three points, you're done. And you got no chance to win this game. Yeah, I'm frustrated, but they're going to continue losing because this backup they brought from Green Bay is worse than Wilson. So all I'm going to do now is sit back and laugh at this squad but still watch the games because that's what we do as fans. There you go, Larry. I let my frustrations go, my brother. Have All a right, great Sal. Weekend. You too, my friend. You too. I hear you. And see, that's what I'm talking about. In a copycat league where, and I know it sounds simplistic, but in a copycat league where people make changes and do different things to different teams all the time. And by, by no means are we talking about the Jets and Giants are the only bad teams in the National Football League. I mean, Carolina's been bad for a long time. Yeah, they had a, a really good year, what, 2015, 2016? Okay, with Cam Newton, got them to the Super Bowl. We get it. But for the most part, Carolina's had issues. Had issues. But the teams that have had sustainable success, and as far as the Giants are concerned, They can look back in their own history and see how they were successful, what they needed to do, what they did, how they made changes, and how you make the adjustment to change with the times. You still have your fundamental idea of what makes a team successful. And you sprinkle in some other pieces to take that next step. There's a bunch of teams who have been successful. Listen, we laugh and joke about the Cowboys. Oh, they don't win play, they don't win Super Bowl. Right. But they're in the they they have an opportunity to be in the playoffs every single year. Now, injuries may change it, bad play, bad stretch, things that other things may change it. But from a roster standpoint, when you look at Dallas, when you look at Philly, when you look at Kansas City, when you look at San Francisco, when you look at Cincinnati, even when you look at Pittsburgh, Baltimore. These are teams that they have a shot because of the roster. And yes, some of them have really good quarterbacks, but nobody knew Brock Purdy was going to be Brock Purdy when he, when he took the field for the Niners. Nobody knew. 
but the fundamental structure of the roster had talent in all three levels. Offensively, offensive line had talent. Okay, there might have been a weak link or two. Nobody has the perfect offensive line, but you weren't trying to figure out why nobody's good on the offensive line. All right, the quarterback, all right, quarterback play may not be great. But at least you give me you give me a solid offensive line. Can I run the ball a little bit? Yeah. I can run the ball a little bit. And if I can run the ball a little bit, guess what? Eventually I can pass the ball a little bit. And we're not, we don't have that here. And the Jets and Giants have both, I mean, money and draft picks and trades. What's been what's been invested in the offensive lines for both these local football teams? I mean, it's unbelievable for them to be in the state that they're in now. Unbelievable. Larry, you know the Jets have had injuries on the offensive line. Yeah, I do, but I'm talking about before the injuries. It's not like they haven't tried to fix it. Year after year after year after year. Yeah, the quarterback holds on to the football too long. Yes, they in, in cases, they have. But come on, when you looked at these offensive lines, did you say, that's a that's an all-pro offensive line? No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. Taking your calls at 1-800-919-3776. Quick scoreboard update we got. Cincinnati with a 47-yard field goal is now cut into the Pittsburgh lead. It's now 16-10 for the Steelers, a little over two minutes. So we're almost at the two-minute warning with two minutes and four seconds left. Here in the Meadowlands, Giants holding on to that 10-7 lead. Falcons leading the Saints 21-15 at the two-minute warning. Panthers and Titans. Titans with a 17-10 lead. A little over seven minutes left to go in that one. Colts extending to a 27-17 lead over the Buccaneers. A little over four minutes to go in the fourth. Jaguars with a 24-14 lead over the Texans. With just about six and change left to go in that one before we start rolling into the four o'clock games. Talk to you on the phone to 1-800-919-3776. Dave is in the car. Dave, you're next on 98.7. Hey, I was just, thanks for having me. Uh, happy holidays. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, you know what I find very interesting? You, you posed the question a few minutes ago. What is the identity of an organization? And I think the teams that you see who identify more with the owners pulling the strings, those are the organizations that are hamstrung. So let me give you an example. You look at the Giants and you look at the Jets. You see Mara, you see the Johnsons. And you can see that they've had success uh, historically. The Giants obviously more so. But just some of the decisions can't be coming from gentlemen who are on the sidelines who have a lot of football knowledge uh, under their belt. And I'll, and I'll tell you, it's not always about the winning. You can look at the Cowboys, right? The caller called in early about the Cowboys. Jerry Jones' fingerprints are all over this Cowboys team, and one might say, oh, look at how good Dallas is. 
But when you look at 90% of their wins this year, they all come to teams with losing records. So it's smoke and mirrors. I, I don't, I'll bounce this off for you. The teams you see making those right decisions, free agency time and draft time, are those teams that go long-term with their coaches, but they put the football brain trust at the helm. So decisions that are made uh, for long-term success, those decisions uh, hold a lot more weight and have a lot more thought out of a process to them. Pittsburgh is just one of those organizations that does that very well. What are your thoughts? You're absolutely right, Dave. I agree with you a thousand percent. Thanks for the phone call. You're absolutely right. Now, I will say this. I thought that John Mara would step in and with the Saquon Barkley situation and say, okay, let's sign him. Let's go long-term. And he did not. So they might be turning away from that standpoint. They might be. The Giants, I refer to. Uh, you're right about Jerry Jones. You're right. In a lot of cases, the owners are more are heavily involved. Or, Dave, it's that other people have better football people than what the local teams have. It's one of the two or both. Okay? It's one of the two or both. But, once again, you have to be able to look at your team and be honest with yourself. Not what you think, not what you hope, not what you want, but to be honest with yourself. Does this roster, and do we have the best players we can get? Do we have them? Did we draft the best player we can get? And yes, on every account, every player personnel, every GM, every head coach would tell you, when we looked and we sat down, we thought we had the best player. But then, then when you have the lack of success, don't you have to go back and review what's going on? Don't you have to go back and say, you know what? We got this wrong here. We got this wrong there. What's the mistakes we made? How can we not do that again? So we don't find ourselves in this position once again. And, and that's the scenario here. Once again, the Giants, a little different because you're bringing in a new, you've brought in a new administration that's in their second year. So, okay, I can't jump on them the way I can make the comment once again about where the Jets are. Your GM five years in. Your head coach three years in. GM here for six, head coach here for five. That's the length of the contract. And so, once again, whomever, and Houston has just scored. We'll see if they go for two. It's now Nico Collins with the touchdown catch from C.J. Stroud, who continues to just light him up. He continues to light him up. Oh, he's, he's really good. 21 to 29, 251 yards, two touchdowns for C.J. Stroud. 24-20, extra point pending. So when you look... How could you, here's what, here's just my thought process, okay? When you looked at, and we'll pick on Zach Wilson. When you looked at Zach Wilson from the pro day, was that 
the only thing? Of course not. You looked at video. You looked at you looked at everything. You worked them out private privately, obviously. You did some things. You had to see. Okay, but when you when you worked them out, there had to be something that said, you know what, he needs this. You know what? He needs that. And I don't know. Had he had you brought in a veteran quarterback in the beginning and he sat behind that veteran quarterback, would he have been better? I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll never know. We'll never know. But now the question becomes, how will that influence future decisions? Because you're going to have to draft another quarterback soon. Rodgers guys, what, two years? Maybe? I don't know. Does he stay healthy all next year? I don't know. So two years, maybe? You're going to have to look for another quarterback. How do you change the process of assigning whether this is your guy or not? Do you bring in a, a big time or a really good backup quarterback? Because as I've said, everybody doesn't deserve to start out of, out of college. All quarterbacks are not equal. Yeah, I get it. That's what that's that's what we do in the National Football League now. We've got five years. We got to get them while we have before we have to pay them a lot of money. We got to go five years. We got to make sure we find out what what we need to know. What what do we need to? We got to find out what what is he good? Is he not good? What's happening with him? <laughs> okay. If you sat him for a year, that means you got four years. But at least you know. What's going on? You'd have the opportunity. Every quarterback is not the same. Every quarterback doesn't go through the same adversity. Every quarterback doesn't have the same talent. Every quarterback doesn't face the same caliber of, of, of schedule in college. Got to do a better job. And then not just the quarterback spots. You got to do a better job in all your drafting positions. Got to do a better job in, in offensive line. Got to do a better job in your secondary. Everywhere there is always improvement that you can make. Always. Jim's in Bayside. What's up, Jim? Hey, Larry. Thanks for taking the call. Um, Got it. So I have a question for you about the Jets, but I just want to, before you answer it, I'm going to vent for a second. But, sure, okay. Um, Joe Douglas, do you think he was ever going to survive the Zach Wilson pick or do you think he could have because really what it seems like he did was kind of say I'm going to go down with Zach you know when they mm. went out to Wisconsin uh, the summit with Aaron Rodgers it was kind of like you know when, when that happened something deep down said to me that Joe Douglas is not going to survive this Zach Wilson pick because now they're doing something like even though everybody wanted it, it's kind of like a desperation move, and it doesn't really go with their M.O., which is really just trotting Zach out there constantly. It's almost a point of like, you know, if you took Phil Jackson back on the Knicks now, just for some reason, some crazy reason, he would say, he would start out with that triangle again. He would say, <laughs> nope, this is what's going to work. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so yes. You can always make the case that we know better and this is going to work. And I feel like, you know, why wouldn't Joe Douglas be doing anything he could to to just win? And it seems like, you know, Rich Semini said that he thought that 
that sometimes Woody Johnson, Woody Johnson might even be in Zach's corner. He, you know, he mm. was like implying that that could be at play here. So now you have everybody on the same page in a bad way. You know, like mm. you know, a lot of times when teams break up, everybody's not on the same page. We have to change the regime. and uh, It just seems like chaos right now. But um, do you think Joe Douglas could have gotten on the right track somehow after realizing that this was the wrong pick? So it's a great question. Thanks for the phone call. I'll answer it this way, Jim. If he hadn't stuck with him, I think he might have survived it. But I will tell you, it is hard for a general manager to survive a busted quarterback because that means that you have drafted high. Okay. You have drafted high. And um, for you to not be able to get you, that's a mistake you can't make. New England misses a 35-yard field goal with three seconds left, so the Giants will pick up their fourth win as they beat New England by the score of 10-7. to Wide left. It was wide right in Buffalo. <laughs> it's wide left in the Meadowlands for the New England Patriots. Uh, but once again, Jim, it's really hard, man. When you have, when you pick that high, a quarterback, you have to be right. Very rarely does the same GM have the opportunity to pick another quarterback. Now, what might have helped him, what might have helped him, is if indeed he was able to say, you know what, it's not going to work. Let's bring in somebody else and let's do something different. The Mike White situation last season, but them constantly going back to Zach Wilson and constantly going back to Zach Wilson. I mean, listen, they gave him all the opportunities. That's all you can say. But that's hard to overcome. That's hard. And unfortunately, Jim, there's been other things that haven't worked either. You know, we we are we are revisionist history historians. We love what happened lately. And listen, the draft of Wilson and Sauce Gardner, you know, that's a good draft. That's a good draft. That, that's, that you hang your hat on. You know what? I made, I did something. That's a good draft. You, you and the, uh, you know, your scouting staff, you love the draft like that because you got starters who potentially could be with your team long-term. Potentially. Potentially. Long-term. Now, if you had a couple of drafts like that, where guys were right there, you're in business. But there's some drafts where you don't have any players from that draft on your team or in the league. So that hurts you. That's what really gets you going. That's what really, really kills you. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll get you caught up on the 1 o'clock games that they have started to end, and we'll preview some of the 4 o'clock games, plus... Even though it's football, we'll turn our attention to the Knicks. They follow us at 530 on 9870 ESPN.